Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Think Orange podcast. A podcast with ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. G'day, everyone. My name is Dave, and I want to welcome you to the Think Orange podcast. Now, as always, our goal for the podcast is to encourage, inspire, and resource you by giving you access to the speakers, thought leaders, and the experts who are rethinking and reimagining the way ministry can be done. And if you have volunteer teams in your church, which is all of you, then this episode is for you. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to listen in on a conversation with Doug Fields about helping your church volunteers win. You may already have heard of or even know Doug, but if you don't, he's been a youth pastor for over 35 years. He's the co-founder of Download Youth Ministries and the author of over 50 books, including Intentional Parenting. And Doug is currently serving at Mariner's Church in Newport Beach, California. So let's join Kristen Ivey and Reggie Joyner as they chat with Doug about what the future of volunteerism looks like in the church. When I think about volunteering for youth ministry, one of the challenges has been, uh, you know, adults feeling like, I don't know if I'm going to be cool enough for teenagers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can understand all of the teenage lingo or teen culture to be able to really engage. It seems like that would be even more challenging for adults, uh, you know, maybe like me who don't get social media, or I'm thinking, I might be awkward on TikTok. Are you asking me to be like a professional social media expert? Uh, how do you feel like that plays out with recruiting adults into ministry of presence, especially when part of it's online? Yeah. Uh, you know, the great thing about almost being 60 years old is <laughs> I haven't been cool for about 40 years. And so for me to invite other people in with, you know, as a, I'm a grandpa and if I, you know, it's kind of like this idea that I communicate, Hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Uh, really what I ask for is do you love Jesus and do you like teenagers? And that's all. Cause if you don't love Jesus, I really, you know, there's other places in the church that you can serve. And if you don't like teenagers, at least like them. You don't have to love them. But if you don't at least like them, we're going to have a problem. So I'm not asking them to have a, you know, an Instagram account or anything like that. But I do think there is a, you know, we have an 83-year-old uh, volunteer. Her name is Danielle. And we had to help her set up on Zoom. But, you know, she she figured that out. So we're not asking her. You know, she's not doing tic-tac, you know, tic-tac <laughs> dances. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that type, she's not doing Instagram lives, you know, that type of thing. But, um, you know, she was able to log on to her small group and, and love on her, on her kids that way. I think one of the things that in youth ministry, and I'm sure this plays in other parts of the church, but this is the hat that I'm currently wearing, is that we have to, I think, simplify the niches of our roles. So what I mean by that is, that I think in the old days, we would recruit people to be a part, uh, they'd be a youth ministry volunteer. And that meant Sunday morning, Wednesday night, an occasional uh, you know, small group or a Friday night special event or a once a year mission trip. And I don't think that flies anymore. I mean, I think we, we can invite people. I, I like the word invite better than recruit, but we can invite people to play more of a niche role and help them succeed in that niche role. 
rather than us. I mean, it's easier for us if somebody commits to everything, but I, I don't think that's the way to get great people anymore. It's so interesting. A few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, Doug, but I was with you at one of your DYM 100 or 200 gatherings and we were answering questions and one of the girls in the group, one of the, the, the women student pastors asked the question, so what do you guys do about digital discipleship? And I remember looking at you and looked at me and we're like, that doesn't really have anything to do with discipleship. We were thinking, <laughs> why would you even ask that question? That's not even a good question. And we kind of just kind of stumbled through it and we kind of moved on. But now that's such a big issue. I mean, I, she was like, I, I need to figure out who she was and go, we need to put you in charge of digital discipleship because you had, you had your finger on the pulse of something that was so important. And when you look back at what you've done through all the years, and gosh, you've written so many books and done so much you know, innovative thinking in this space, and you look forward, if you were starting tomorrow with a blank page, not in a church that's already kind of structured, but with a blank page to build a student ministry, what would you do and how would you think as it relates to the future and, and building a ministry from scratch? Well, I think I'd go back to the volunteer base. I think when I first started, volunteers were a necessary evil. And now I see volunteers are youth ministry. So I think a lot of times what we do is we say, if we're going to build something from scratch, let's get a bunch of kids and start from there. And I would say if I was doing it over, I would, I would find caring adults and start from there. So that would be one answer and build kind of from the inside out with a, a, a compelling base of what a volunteer caring shepherd does. In terms of the digital discipleship, you know, I, I just would rely on, you know, the, the younger generation to help us understand how they are using it. So, for example, you know, we had to, like everybody, we had to move quickly online to our, our weekly meeting. And now, like for our junior high ministry, we're not going back. We're, we have, uh, we have, we meet on a Saturday and Sunday and our junior high meets during the same time as the church services. So, in our, in our setting, we have five services. We're uh, filming our Saturday night one and making that available for kids to play sports. And, and we have moderators on it. I, you know, I would have never thought of that two years ago. And we're just, it's all being run by junior high technicians. Wow. So now the most fascinating thing, I think it's one of the sexiest things in our ministry right now, is that we have the most growing population in our, in our ministry is junior high tech kids. And high school, we started a high school Instagram show that they run. They run. We, would do, we did 32 weeks of it before there was ever an adult on it. And they invited the adult on it because they were talking mental health type stuff. But it's a little nine-minute show that releases every single week that ties in with the theme of what we're, we're teaching. And it's honestly, it's unbelievable. It's fabulous. And I'm... I, a lot of times you think, oh, kids in our group, you like them. So you say that it's good, but this is like really good, really good. And so those are the two areas in our ministry that are the most booming right now around tech. Mm -hmm. That's wow. great. I, you know, as a volunteer, there have been times when, Doug, I was volunteering for a small group and maybe the conversations were less than riveting uh, maybe it felt like I wasn't exactly sure why I was showing up. So if you were talking to volunteers for just a minute who were feeling like, I'm not sure this is working, I don't even know why it matters, 
Why would you tell volunteers that what they do in youth ministry does matter? Yeah. I, let me answer it in two different ways. I would say if you're the lead youth worker, next-gen person, whoever, you're in charge of over the – that's your primary goal. Like that's that your job is to make sure that those caring adults who sheepishly say yes, that they understand that it, that it matters. So that's one way I would answer it. So anybody listening that like if that you are the point person of the ministry, in my opinion, that's that's one of your primary goals to make sure volunteers uh, understand that it's important. I would say parents can't be neutral. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, think about it. Like, yeah. you know, my son came home with a D on his geometry test. I would be like, what are you doing? I can't believe you're no sports, no church. You know I mean? Cause I'm dad. Right. But a kid in my small group comes is, you know, I got an F on my geometry test. I can be neutral. I'm like, Oh, you know, you'll never use geometry anyway. I mean, let's be <laughs> you know, that's totally overrated, but I can, I can be neutral. Parents can't be neutral. And I think for today's kids, Church is judgmental. So parents are not neutral. Church is judgmental, meaning that they just think, you know, it's, it's all these things the church is against. And I think the volunteer fits in a beautiful middle spot mm-hmm. between the parent and the church and can compassionately bridge both of those gaps and say, you know, show the beautiful nature of the church as well as the important nature of the family. So, uh, you know, we all know, I mean, research points to the fact that kids, whether they come from Cambodian refugee camps or middle class or whatever, I mean, those that succeed have a caring other in their life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would say if you were a volunteer, you were that caring other. And don't worry about whether you need to be on stage or run an event or even great volunteers that I like, I wish I would have went to seminary and I want to go, I want to, you know, I wish I would have become a youth pastor. Like, no, you don't. Cause you just go to meetings all the time and, you know, talk politics, just, just love on those three kids that God has entrusted to you and be that, that caring middle that can really branch the beauty of the church and the power of the family together. Well, we really hope this episode was helpful for you as you cheer on the volunteers at your church. And if you'd like more resources to help your volunteers win, check out our conversations guide at orangeleaders.com. Now, I know this is a podcast, so you couldn't actually see me do the quote marks with my fingers when I said conversation guides, but that's just the title of a resource called conversation guides. And you can find it at orangeleaders.com. That website again is orangeleaders.com. And we'd love to cheer on your volunteers too. So I want to encourage you to post a photo of your church volunteers to social media this week using the hashtag thinkorangepodcast so that we can celebrate them all with you. And as always, if this episode was helpful, we'd love if you gave us a review and star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Well, thanks so much for listening. My name is Dave Adamson. And remember, when you think next generation or church strategy, think orange. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Think Orange podcast. Join us next time for more ideas and conversations to help you influence the next generation. For more episodes and show notes, visit thinkorangepodcast.com.